This is just in our minds, and I'm with my buddy, Robbie Hargraves. What's up, everybody? How's it going? So today, we're going to go over a quote, and I'll let Robbie kind of give you the breakdown of who he is as a person and uh, what some of his passions are. But uh, today's quote is from uh, Marcus Aurelius, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the quote that says, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. So the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. So when you first hear that, dude, what is what do you, what do you think about? Uh, well, the first thing that came to mind when I heard you say that was that the quality of your thoughts also determines the happiness of your life. I feel like it could go either way, um, but I'm not going to rewrite somebody's quote. Um, so the happiness of your life, I feel like, um, can definitely impact the quality of your thoughts in the aspect of, uh, doing stuff you love, doing stuff you're passionate about, not chasing money, because money will never make you happy, but, um, just, just having a passion and following that passion will definitely create positive thoughts in your life and uh, in your mind for sure and um, yeah I think I think that was kind of what I got from that um, you know I am I'm, I'm a believer in that quote the first time I've heard it and uh, I would say it's definitely something I should probably remind myself of um, pretty good at being happy and and doing what I love and following my passions and um, but I think just like everybody sometimes we have uh, thoughts that come into our mind that aren't necessarily accurate and aren't necessarily happy um, or positive so just uh, recognizing that and being able to switch your um, switch your, your train of thought I guess that makes sense? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and that, that's that's what it's about is what it makes sense to you. So, yeah. like, a lot of people get stuck in these hardcore negative mind loops. And, and so what they do is they plant these negative seeds that uh, they're watering. And, you know, so, so those thoughts can be created as almost like cavity. So if, you know, you keep eating sugar, you're going to end up getting cavities. So a lot of people will plant the wrong seeds. So motherfuckers are planting Brussels sprouts and they're watering their, you know, their garden and they're expecting sweet potatoes to grow. That'd be, that would be nice, but it doesn't you know, work like that. So yeah. yeah, like having positive thoughts or having thoughts of encouragement and being able to move forward uh, daily or like this, that Atomic Habits book I was telling you about yeah. before we started the podcast talks about how you want to be 1% better every day. So as you compound that interest every day, you're, you're if, by a year's time, you're 37 times greater than you were when you started. Wow. So, but the same can go the opposite direction. So if you, if you decompound your, the interest of your life and you get worse and worse, 1%, it only takes you six months to like, you know, basically hit zero. Yeah, it's interesting. That um, that brings me to two other thoughts that I'd like to share with uh, with you and, and your listeners. Um, is the first one, um, I believe that uh, 
you should treat yourself as somebody you're responsible for. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Which is funny because a lot of times you see people who have toxic habits or toxic thoughts, but then they maybe have like kids or their significant other, and then they treat them almost better than they treat themselves. And it might, you know, if it's their kid, you know, they're responsible for them. And you should obviously treat them with respect and dignity and encouragement. And, um, they don't give that same, uh, glory to themselves, which is interesting because, um, that's what, that's where it starts. Happiness starts from within and it, it doesn't start from outside and come into you. Um, the other one is, um, I feel like encouraging other people to have happiness in their life and to have positive thoughts is also a part of having a happy life and not thinking that it's I versus I, or um, like I versus I, but it's it's us and us. You know, it's not I and I, but it's us and us. Um, and we're we're all together in this journey we call life. And uh, I, I don't know. This is a rabbit hole. We could I could get yeah, super sure. into this yeah. one, but um, yeah. So. Um, I agree. I, I think one of the biggest things is, uh, for one, your environment and uh, what, what you surround yourself with. Because regardless, if, if you actually pay attention to it, a lot of the time you're going to absorb that en- energy, whether it's positive or negative. And um, being able to, you know, like Joe Rogan says, uh, you know, who are you, who, who's the favorite person in your movie? And what, you know, like, what would you do to be that person? That's a big thing is sometimes people are so uh, goal driven that they only see the goal, but they don't look at it as in like, who do I want to be and how do I use these goals to become that person? Yeah. Instead of just getting that one goal knocked out. Like, yeah, you know, and uh, it's, it's not, it's not about the finish. It's about the journey. Exactly. And so I think a lot of people get caught up on like, oh, I got to get here this is where I want to go or this is where I want to be. But then they're missing all these opportunities along the way to maybe help that goal um, be something that's achievable sooner or maybe to escalate that goal to uh, something that they don't even see as possible. Um, so you definitely, I don't, tunnel vision's good, but um, it's also good to, to be aware of, of the journey and uh, the process which is just as important as the journey. Yeah, exactly. When you start absorb, uh, absorbing more and you're, you're observing more, then you appreciate your surroundings. If you're just staring at the red car in front of you but don't realize you're chilling in the mountains, you're going to miss... Like, uh, what does Bruce Lee say? He says, uh, if you look at the finger, you're going to miss all heavenly glory. <laughs> you know... I don't know if that's the best impersonation of Bruce Lee, but it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, there's, there's another Bruce Lee quote. Be like water. Yeah, you know. That's it. Become the cup. Just become, become the cup. Be like water. Do whatever you need to do to understand and absorb everything around you in a positive manner. Uh, being able to... I would say so like and what are some things to be able to like implement things like that into somebody's life like what would you what would you suggest (sighs) um 
you know, I, I really want to, well, I, what I, I would, I think like the most important part of that would be to like first find a passion, find something that you're passionate about and then continue to do that thing that you're passionate about. And, um, through that passion, you're going to, you're going to start to realize that there's happiness that is bigger than material or surface level things, which would then be again to, I believe, open your mind to the opportunities that, um, are so to say not what society has ingrained in us to believe is the the path or the right way or the or what your goals should be and it'll help you to look outside your own box and uh and be able to pursue things that would fulfill you on a, a soulful level not just a material or surface level um so, and I, I feel like that also in doing that is going to create having an open mind, being able to be more aware of your situation and your surroundings. And um, and when an opportunity is in front of you to, to recognize it, there's a lot of opportunities that have came to me in my life and I wasn't able to receive them until I was able to look outside the box and uh, sometimes I wanted something as a goal or as a direction for my life to go in and then something would happen and it would take me in a new direction but I didn't realize that the new direction was actually in the same direction as my initial goal um, it was just a wider loop it, it was a wider loop you know and and had I not gone the wider loop I wouldn't have ended up where I'm at now which was by no other means but working hard for this goal for a long time and um but the way the world had it was I could achieve that goal but I had to go around the loop and um something I've heard is uh you know don't don't ever quit or don't ever give up on something you're passionate about or your dream or a goal you have because it might literally just be right around the corner. Exactly. So, and that's what happened with me. And so um, I, I was about to give up my goal and my dream and my, my desire to do what I do. And uh, it was through just a, a really, like... I, I, I wouldn't it's not I wouldn't say a rare it was just something that you can't like the universe made it happen because I literally was on the brink of quitting and I was just trying to find my niche one last time and it happened to work and uh yeah, so I mean, I, I could share that story with you. It's actually pretty, pretty interesting. Um, is that is that cool? Can I share that story? Or yeah, if, yeah. If you want, uh, so, yeah, go ahead, so follow up. Sorry. Basing it off, no worries. Basing it off of everything that you had going on right there, I would say that, you know, we get beat down 
uh, uh, over time through trial and error, you know, they don't have to be failures. They can all be lessons, which as long as you learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. Failures are lessons. Now I, I, and I, I mean, I, I, we talked about this personally, so, um, me and you, and I, what I noticed is it over time, once you sometimes in finding purpose, you just gotta be, you know, we're talking about being observant and, um, open, be water. You have to, you have to kind of sometimes you have to be stern and you got to keep grinding, but also you gotta, you gotta surrender yourself to the process. So you're not in survival mode anymore and you go into strive mode and you realize things are happening for you instead of to you. Absolutely. So then when you fall, you don't fall continuously. And if you do, that's fine. But like you keep getting up and you know, like you just be more aware of your surroundings, but also like listen and you know, you got the taste of things and just making sure that you're using all your senses properly. And then sometimes either you're grinding your ass off and you, you, you figure your goals out through there, or you have an opportunity that falls into your lap. There's this fighter. His name's Billy, uh, Bobby King. He's fighting out of Utah. This is for Bellator. And he said this quote that I thought was pretty dope and it's going to stick with me for a long time. He said, you can be, it's, it, he said, it's better to be, um, unprepared and take the opportunity, then be, pre- be prepared for an opportunity that never comes. So like being able to open up that vessel or being able to be malleable and uh, flow like water, then you're, you surrender to the universe and the universe gives you, uh, the contractor gives you the opportunity uh, to then uh, prove yourself for X, Y, and Z, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, feel free to sh- share that story. So, um, I guess what this would bring it to, well, it, it started Jan- so January, 2020, um, I was a carpenter, uh, building houses and it wasn't necessarily my, my passion when I got into it, it became a passion. Um, I I was doing carpentry and kind of construction work for about seven, seven years to up to January, 2020. And, um, my, my passion and my love is skateboarding and, uh, and teaching skateboarding. Uh, but I was, I was working carpentry, trying to find a way to either skateboard more and make an income doing it or to teach more and make an income doing it. And, um, but you know while i'm pursuing that passion and in that avenue i i also have to you know provide for myself and um and you know make a living so uh you know i found myself doing uh finished carpentry and um in january of 2020 i uh, i went snowboarding in china peak in california and i uh, first run of the day fell and I shattered my collarbone into six pieces and, um, basically had to go through surgery and I have a titanium plate from my, uh, rotator cuff to my neck and I got 16 screws and, uh, I basically had to be put on disability for about four and a half months. 
and disability was paying me it's like hundred and eighty five dollars a week oh man that's not enough <laughs> to pay my bills not in enough, california not especially. in california man <laughs> and so that was uh that was a huge hit to me and and then i started just really going down the 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 path of negative thinking and negative actions and just um just negative energy and I and and I started to think to myself like well, this is a, a bad situation but there's something good that can come from it and I didn't know what it was I I was I was lost and um, I was upset because I went snowboarding which is not what I do I'm a I'm a uh, professional skateboarder and skateboarding is what I do if I'm gonna get hurt let's get hurt skateboarding uh, so I got hurt snowboarding, couldn't work, um, or couldn't make money. And so I, I was just thinking to myself, I'm getting older. I'm 32 at the time. And, uh, actually, you know what? I was, uh, 33 at the time, just turned 33. And I, I was just thinking to myself like, man, this is really going to impact me for the rest of this year. Just trying to regain my composure at work and then just uh, try and make up for the lost income and uh just having to work extra hard to to make up for that and so i was like thinking about quitting skateboarding and uh just kind of hanging it up and then just you know basically just trying to get more into the carpentry stuff even though it wasn't my biggest passion it wasn't something that i really wanted to do for a career Rob um, the builder <laughs> yeah Rob the builder Rob the builder um and so it, it just you know I had gone through surgery um is coming into April um this opportunity came up one of my sponsors had asked me if I wanted to come down and do a photo shoot for a uh for their new spring line of their shoes. Um, this company is Osiris Shoes. And so I went down to Oceanside to go and do this photo shoot with them, which had I not fallen snowboarding and shattered my collarbone, I would not have been in a position to take the time off uh, to go down there and uh, to do this photo shoot. It was in the middle of the week and um, it just, it, it wouldn't have worked. My boss wouldn't have let me take the time off. And so as I'm doing the photo shoot, I go out to dinner with the brand manager of the company. And then after dinner, I'm walking back to my hotel from the restaurant and I'm get back to the hotel and I'm walking up the stairs. And as I look up the stairs, um, one of my, uh, he, he was an acquaintance, uh, an acquaintance at that time. Uh, but a friend, uh, pro skater um was walking down the stairs and uh it was andy anderson i don't know if any of your listeners know who andy anderson is but if you don't you should definitely google andy anderson and his skateboarding will blow your mind it's absolutely insane i i strive to just watch his page he is the new generation's Rodney Mullen. <laughs> oh my gosh! He, but so he good. is so much. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, you can't. You can't. You can compare the two, but yeah. you can't say one's no, yeah, better than exactly. the other. 
Um, although Andy is definitely uh, an amazing well, an freestyle Olympic skater, Olympic level skateboarder, Olympic level <laughs> park is. skateboarder, park, yeah. but then a world renowned street skater. So he's yeah. like very good at his all his disciplines. Yeah. So he's his but own entity. We'll have to get Andy his own podcast. I want to finish going into the story before we get too sidetracked yeah. and lose the audience yeah. attention. So Andy's walking down the stairs, and I look up. And I'm like Andy, and Andy's like Robbie. And so we just started chatting, and um, I think it had been like two years since we ran into each other at a skate contest. And uh, we, we, I asked him if he wanted to go grab a drink, and so we went and we went to the little bar next door and grabbed a drink. And um, actually, I'm going to share this because this was funny, Andy. Uh, Andy was vegan at the time, and so we went in there, and uh, Andy's like looking for something on the menu, and. He's, he, he sees what he wants, and so he's like, yeah, can I get an Impossible Burger? And so he's like, yeah, no problem. Got the two beers, we're drinking our beer, and then they bring the burger out, and Andy looks at the guy, and he's like, yo, is this meat? He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, I wanted the Impossible Burger. He's like, that is the Impossible Burger. It's a half-pound beef patty. <laughs> <laughs> it was impossible to eat, so to say. Not impossible like it was bean sprout. Yeah. So uh, it was actually, it was pretty funny. Um, and then he realized that on the menu they had a vegetarian burger, which was a bean sprout patty. So, uh, you know, they remade it for him. But Did you eat the impossible burger? I did. Yeah, I did. I could you can't you know, you can't let good meat go to waste. Cancel man. mine. Yeah. I will eat this. Yeah, exactly. So um it was actually one more, please. Yeah. Uh, Mission yeah. Impossible, yeah. sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and so Andy and I were talking and I'm like telling him about my collarbone and how I'm like, you know, kind of on the fence of like still competing contests and, and going out and filming and um just you know telling him everything i was going through and he was just telling me like dude like whatever you want to do write it down write it down and tell yourself it every day and you can manifest it and i i was kind of like yeah that seems kind of corny but there's whatever there's, there's scientific proof that, i know like you well, write in a journal or write it down it becomes it it, it, it becomes it becomes a thought that is energy put out into the real. universe yeah. and you can you bring really, it into reality and it's called manifest destiny and yeah. boy i was not a believer of this at that time i um you know and so andy and i were just chatting having a good conversation and and then i'm like all right dude i i'm exhausted i gotta go to bed and so i we we head back we ended up talking for like another 30 minutes outside the hotel. It's just great, great talk. Andy is a great person, very knowledgeable. Um, him and I have a lot of similar beliefs. And so I go back into the hotel. Um, and then he goes into the hotel. And then I realized our rooms are literally directly across the hall from each other. Um, and so as he's going into his room, I say, hey, Andy, can I show you a picture of this rail? in Solvang, California, where I was living, I, I think that this is a rail that you could do and nobody's done anything on it, you know? And, uh, he's like, yeah, sure. So I showed it to him. It's a 18 flat 16. Uh, the rail is straight. There's no kink. It's a big round rail at this golf course and nobody's been there. Nobody's skated it. Nobody's tried to skate it. Um, but I showed it to him and he's like, Oh, rad. Okay, cool. Where's this at? And I told him, he's like, Oh, cool. And then I showed him the skate park 
And uh, he's like, awesome, I'm training for the Olympics. So I need to find skate parks that are Olympic standard, which just so happened to be solving skate park is Olympic standard. So we say goodnight. I go to bed. I wake up in the morning. I get in my car. I drive home. And uh, I basically am like, starting to kind of think of this whole interaction with Andy and he's encouraging me not to give up on my dreams and encouraging me to write them down and to start to manifest them rather than just wish them into the world but to actually physically write them down and and speak them into existence and so the first couple days went by I didn't do it but it was on my mind constantly and um, so Andy called me like four days later and I was, uh, this was before I was able to go back to work. I'm still on disability and I was, I I was sleeping in, you know, usually I'm up at five in the morning, but it was probably like, I would say like 10 30, 11 in the afternoon. And he called me and I missed his call. I called him back. I didn't get any answer. And I was like, Oh man, I wonder what it was. And then he called me again later on in the evening and I, I didn't have my phone. I was out to dinner. And when I came back, I had a voicemail and he said, Hey, we're at your home skate park and we want to go check out this rail. I'm not sure how long we're going to be here for. And, um, I got home. I listened to the message. I called him back. No response. I'm like, dang it. I missed it. I missed this opportunity to hang out with Andy and, and, um, this was at the same time that everything was beginning to be closed down because of COVID. So this will tie into the story later on. Um, but because I missed Andy's call, I started to feel this sense of resentment and I was like, dang, like he gave me so much knowledge and I feel like I, I blew him off twice. And uh, obviously I called him back, but he didn't answer. So I felt like I I missed out on something. And um, man, this story is going to be long. I'm going to, I'll try and get through it. But there's some really good positive things to take from this. And so Andy was staying at a hotel in Solvang with his filmer, Nigel Alexander, or NKA. And um, Basically, you know, the next day I woke up, he called me, I answered, he was, we're talking, great, he wants to come see this rail, so I uh, he, I meet up with them at their hotel, I take him to the rail, he looks at it, and he's like, man, I want to front 50-50 this, I want to grind down the rail, and uh, I was like, dude, you could totally do it, I'll build you a little uh, curb helper, because there's a curb right in front of the stair, so you had to put a piece of wood, like a block piece of wood going up. So you don't have to try and double ollie where you ollie up the curb and then ollie onto the rail. It's like almost, it's not impossible, but it makes the trick way harder. It's a 34 stair rail. Like let's not make it harder. Exactly. You know? And so set your feet, be able to just cruise up to it. He said that would be cool, but I'm training for the Olympics right now and I don't want to get hurt before the Olympics. And I, I completely understood. And, um, and he said, we, we have a couple more days here. I would like to skate the skate park with you. So I wasn't skating yet. I, I still was nursing my, my injury. And um, I went and I just I hung out with them in the skate park for two days. And then 
um, they said, all right, man, well, we're going to go back to the hotel. We got to check out in the morning. And then Andy was planning to go back to Canada because of all the COVID stuff, you know. And then um, I got a phone call later that night where Andy said, hey, man, we, uh, I can't go back to Canada because they closed the border. And Nigel can't go back to his reservation that he lives on in Washington because they closed the reservation and we tried to extend our stay at the hotel and they're not taking any new reservations and we are stranded and I was like well give me a second and so I asked my my uh my girlfriend at the time um if they could stay at our house and I told her the situation and we had two extra bedrooms in our house so um it, it just so happened to work out, you know, and so they stayed at my house and they were there for, uh, it was about, yeah, I mean, they were there for a total of three months, um, while the whole Corona thing was going on. And then, um, like the second day Andy was at the house, um, he got a phone call from his uh, coach and his coach said, sorry, Andy, the Olympics are canceled. And Oof. Andy found me later that day to to tell me what had happened uh although nigel had already told me what had happened um and so nigel had told me andy was in the room talking on the phone and i nigel he, he already knew um but his coach i guess didn't he didn't tell andy right away so when andy found out andy was like yo build that ramp we gotta go skate that rail hell yeah so on to the next thing. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like I can build, I can build a little ramp, you know? And so build him a ramp, go to the rail. He looks at it. He's like, not today, but tomorrow we'll grind it. I'm like, all right, cool. And then we, we went there the next day, Andy 50, 50, the rail, um, you know, it took him about 50 tries or 45 tries or something like that. One Couple. try for every stair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 40, yeah, 30, <laughs> yeah. 34 tries. Yeah. 37 tries. Yeah. And so, yeah, so he, uh, he did the rail. It was awesome, man. It was just a, it was a great experience to watch him, how he approached it. And like, he was very methodical in the process and he trusted it because it's something he's gone through. And so it made me start to like see, like just watching that just made me start to be like, man, maybe there's something to this manifest thing, you know, and like, I still hadn't done it at this time, you know? So then I started like, there's something to this because like, this is the, the, the way he went about this was not very ordinary. Like before he jumped on the rail with his skateboard, he jumped on the rail with his feet off of his skateboard and walked down the entire rail. And when I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm getting to know the rail. I'm, become, I'm becoming comfortable with the rail. I'm becoming the rail. I am the water. I am the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 he could have said those exact words. Yeah. So after that experience, it was just like really uh, like eye-opening and it, it very inspiring. And um, so... I'm like, man, I got to I got to start moving again. Like, you know, I can move my arm. I need to I need to get back to work. I need to start getting moving, making forward progress and not be so stagnant. And um so I I went to my doctor and I asked for early clearance to go back to work 
and uh, they, they gave me clearance to go back to work because, you know, $180 a week is not doing it. And uh, so I get clearance to go back to work for light duty. I go back to work. The first day back to work, they tell me that they need me to jackhammer a foundation of a house and rip it out. And I look at them and I, I pull my shirt down and I point at the scar and I say, I got 16 screws in my, in my collarbone and I'm on light duty. I don't think this is a good idea. And he's like, you want work? This is what we need you to do. So I basically, I, I, I just left. I got in my car and I left, you know, I cared more about my health and well-being than the money and, and the work. Um, it wasn't a big passion of mine anyway. I like, I like doing it. It's outside. It's fun. You're working with your hands, but I really wanted to be teaching. And that was something that I started to write down and manifest. I wish there was a way I could teach more and I could reach more kids. Um, teaching skateboarding is a passion of mine and, to be able to be able to be able to skate and to make money from teaching versus making money from putting my body on the line, which I had just injured and stepping outside of that comfort and zone and stepping even. outside that comfort zone. So now that same day. Okay. So this was three days after I started to man, try this manifest thing. And then I go into work three days later and a guy gives me a jackhammer and I give him the middle finger and I leave the literal middle finger, not physical, but, um, and I leave and I go home and I'm, I'm getting out of my work truck and I'm just like, what's next? Like what, where do I go from here? Where do I go? I'm, I'm, I open the garage and I see Andy sitting in the garage on his iPad and I'm like thinking to myself, like, what is he doing in the garage on his iPad? Like, I'm just, I'm like, whatever. I'm, I see he's talking to somebody. I'm like, well, I'm just going to unload my tools, put my tools away. I put my tools away and Andy acknowledges me. He's like, hey, Robbie, how was work? I said, well, I quit. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I quit. They, they wanted me to jackhammer a foundation. And I told him the situation. And he's like, oh, that's not very safe. And I was like, no. He's like, well... Uh, I don't blame you. I'm like, what are you doing? How's your day going? He's like, oh, I'm just teaching a virtual skate lesson to the director of Lionsgate through Braille skateboarding. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. He's like, well, it's something they just started uh, because they do skate lessons at their private facility, but they had to close the facility down, but they still want to be able to teach people, so they're doing it virtually through Zoom. I was like, whoa, that's really interesting. And... um, so I, I was very intrigued by that whole thing. And I had asked Andy a little bit more about it. Like, how does that work? Like, how much are you making? Like, you know, and, and he told me how it worked. Like, he didn't have to do anything. Like, they contacted him through Braille. And basically, it was all set up for him. He just had to log into the to the Zoom. And and he made a, a good amount of money. You know, I was And like, he was one of the original instructors, basically? Or no, like no, he was just a guest instructor. Oh, okay. It just so happened to be that he was in my living... Or in the garage, living at my house, when I came home from work from this day that was just like the end of something that I was doing for income. And at the same time, he had given me this knowledge about manifesting. And so then I was like, man, I'm going to really try and manifest to do what he's doing in my garage and um 
we'll fast forward until after Andy moves out. A week after Andy moves out, in the middle of uh, middle uh, uh, the end of the end of April, the beginning of May, maybe the first week in May, Andy moves out. The borders open. He goes back to Canada. A week later, after that, I get a phone call from somebody from Oregon. And usually I don't answer just random phone numbers. I, I didn't know who it was. But I picked it up. Um, I was I was at a time where I was like, maybe this is an opportunity. And um, I'm really glad I picked up that phone call. So that phone call was Devin Weber, the director of Braille Skateboarding. And she was offering me a job running the virtual program for their skate lessons. And they only had one person doing a virtual lesson a week. And she told me it's not that much. But once we can open back up, I'd like you to take over the in-person program too. Because they just lost their person that was teaching skate lessons, Carlos Lustra. And then they also had lost their the, the girl who was doing all of the scheduling and coordinating. I just happened to go to school for recreation management, so that was right up my alley, was, you know, directing a program. Um, and I, I, I was like, how'd you get my phone number? Like, for, I didn't even reply to her answer. I, I asked her a question. How'd you get my number? And she told me, Andy Anderson gave me your phone number. And I was so taken back by it. And uh, and and I said, you know, I... I I'm just recovering from a, a broken collarbone. Um, I, I think that the virtual lessons I could do, but I need to see how my body heals. And she was fine with that because at that time we couldn't teach in person. And so I told her I'd get back to her within three days about the uh, in-person program and, and the scheduling and everything. And I was so blown away that I was able to create or or write down this goal of mine that I wanted to instruct and I wanted to teach people how to skateboard for a career that was my exact words that I wrote down was I want to teach people how to skateboard for a career and I was writing it down I was reading it I was writing it down and then I was expanding on that writing um, like how do I want to do this how many people do I plan on teaching um, you know and it, it just was, it was just so weird how it happened so quick. And I called Devin back and without a doubt in my mind, I said, yes, I would love to do this. And, um, we'll just go ahead and fast forward now, uh, to a year and a half later. Um, I am the director of the skate lesson program for Braille skateboarding, private lessons and their virtual program. I have grown the program from one student virtually a week to about five students virtually a week um those those students are in wales australia japan massachusetts texas but the in-person program which was zero a week has grown to over 35 clients a week um i would say in a month it's probably closer to 70 that I work with and I have been able to generate six figures for uh, the skate lesson program this year and I intend to do more next year 
And I have completely fulfilled that manifestation that I wrote down was to teach people how to skateboard as a career. And I was literally at the door. I rang the doorbell. I knocked on the door. And I was about to turn around and walk away from that door. And I am so thankful that I didn't. And I kept my, I kept, I kept pushing towards my passion. And I I also believe that it was a a very, it was a very lucky situation that kind of happened to me. It probably would have happened regardless, but I don't think it would have happened so fast had the universe not aligned that one fateful night where I'm walking up to my hotel room. And as I'm walking up the stairs, Andy Anderson is walking down the stairs. And that literally, that event, which wasn't even the beginning of the event, the beginning of the event was me breaking my collarbone, which led me to the stairwell, which led Andy to Solvang, which led Andy to staying at my house at Solvang, which led to me working and doing what I do I, I don't I, w- I wouldn't even call it work it, it would lead to me and my career and which just happens to be my first passion and my first love in life and, of skateboarding and one step in there too that I remember and this was 2020 as well yeah it's probably I think around May I want to say mm-hmm. is when you had the you had a problem detaching yourself with being the pro skateboarder and learning yeah. to be the teacher yeah you know I, it, I, I I did skip over that I'm glad you brought that up because um there was a part of me as a as a young, we'll say young skateboarder or uh, the young lifetime. Yeah, lifetime. It's it, been... it, I mean, yeah, it's a lifetime. I started yeah. skating at nine years old. Exactly. So, um, it's the longest I've known was, you. We've had skateboards. I hands. always wanted to be the best skateboarder, and and I I always was striving to be like the most badass skater, you know. And, and I I just really forgot that it's not about myself, and it's more about like I want I, I, I should have wanted to be the most giving back badass skateboarder or or I you know it's I, I it was a very inward thought like it was like not what I could do for skateboarding it was like what can skateboarding do for and that, me and that's where you're looking at the goal of being a pro skater not being a the type of pro skater yeah, yeah. exactly like, and who so do you want to be once I focused on be. on who I wanted to be not what do I want to do so now I say you know I'm not a skateboarder skateboarder skateboarding is something that I do yeah exactly and you're it, teaching the turtles you're it, now yeah, master yeah. splinter yeah and so um once I once I had talked to Andy and I realized like oh whoa 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 I'm like thinking about this all wrong like I could actually be a skateboard instructor and teach kids how to give back to skateboarding or to allow skateboarding to um to thrive in their community and and not to be all about their own journey and path in skateboarding and 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 not it's a selfish way to think um but yeah so you know just realizing that um i i could be a certain type of skateboarder and that there was that uh, there was that avenue because of skateboarding being in the Olympics, and it's uh, I believe like third largest sport in the world. Um, 
it's definitely the number one largest independent sport in the world. Um, and then because of COVID, you can't play soccer on a team or basketball. So, I mean, what's going to grow? Those individual sports. Yeah, Skateboarding. Clubs, you know? think I'm be giving you COVID. No, no. It should be a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I like that. If anybody likes that, please take our yeah, idea and send us COVID. a shirt. Yeah, yeah. kickflips <laughs> cure COVID. Huh. Yeah, because we're all out there. I don't know if that's true, but don't, mm. don't. Yeah, don't look don't google that <laughs> um but yeah no it's it's just interesting how you know some a situation that um a situation that was uh detrimental to my my income and to my my lifestyle my well-being actually led me to the goal that i had all along but that situation actually opened my eyes and let me see the goal in the way i should be seeing it and it had that never happened, I you know I don't know if I would have ever started to see it the 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 correct way. Um, if I never broke my collarbone, I wouldn't have yeah. gone down and I wouldn't have ran into Andy and he wouldn't ever stayed at my house and like it's it just like things happened that were completely not in the order that I'd been playing them in my head as far as how things would play out. It was a roundabout way of getting to my goal, and it was the way that the universe intended. Yeah, you got out of that rat race of survival mode, and then you started connecting with some of those people that you strive to be in another life. You know, yeah. If you look at Andy, he's just a uh, an interpretation of of God. Same with you. So that's another version of yourself. Yeah, we're all intertangled in that in that oh, way. Oh God! And so some of my best friends, I look at their lives, and they're the lives that I I wanted at one point in my life that I thought was my favorite, like my main goal. Yeah. So then you get to experience that life through that person, but also live your own life. Yeah. And so you know, um, it's just uh, yeah. Andy's he's my best friend. Yeah. Because of this whole situation uh andy and, and and nka or nigel alexander uh he's a he's a skateboard uh videographer and uh, i and um both of these guys became my best friends because of covid they're my covid bros you know i'm, I'm sure COVID. one day we'll all get matching tattoos Hell yeah um the little covid molecule <laughs> the covid <laughs> molecule <laughs> that would be funny on a little skateboard deck on a little skateboard yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's weird how, when you begin to, um, have happiness in your life that your thoughts become positive and, and when you can, uh, when you can not be hyper focused on the destination, but begin to enjoy the journey, opportunities will open that you did not see in front of you. And that is exactly what happened for me. And it's uh, it's such a blessing. I'm doing exactly what I love. It's a passion of mine to skateboard. I also have a passion of sharing skateboarding with other people, not just kids, not just adults, but to anyone. And um, I, I'm just so blessed, man. I, I can't, I'm, it's still sometimes I'm like, this is weird that I'm 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 making money doing this. Isn't it? It's a weird thing. But you know what it is is I I didn't 
I didn't do it for the money. I did it for the passion. And, and the then money the money follows. follows. Mm-hmm. And it's just so crazy. You did the hard work. Yeah, I did the hard work. Lifetime. I'm still doing the hard work. Yeah, but you exactly. know what? I, I do it with a smile on my You're face. You're grinding with the grain instead of against yeah, it. Yeah, you know? exactly. So yeah. It's more so, if anything, it, it'll it'll catch you every once in a while, but it just, like, that momentum pushes yeah, you forward. Yeah, so to, to give uh, your audience a reference, go and grab a, a cheese grater and a block <laughs> of cheese and then grade the cheese with the grain of the grater and see if you can make a quesadilla or a yeah. grilled cheese quesadilla I should say or a grilled cheese sandwich or just see, see what happens something with cheese yeah do yeah. something with cheese yeah. but just you know don't uh, be cheesy be cheesy yeah like me be cheesy just <laughs> fucking cheese your couch whatever you no, don't do. cheese your couch yeah <laughs> I, I don't know how we got here, but um, this, yeah, dude, like, yeah, I, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm glad I be, was able to share this story because it's, um, it's something that I constantly think about, and, and it's actually, I'm, I'm actually in the process of this now, again, once again, because I've realized that, like, I achieved this thing that I wanted, and I did it through, through hard work, through staying focused and trusting the process, but I also have to realize that just because I achieved my goal doesn't mean that I let up. It just means that I, I, I set a goal that's higher and, and I keep going. And then maybe I set a goal that's way too high because I feel like it's better to set a goal that's way too high and miss than to set a goal that's way too low. Shoot and for hit. the stars and land on the moon. Yeah. I mean, the moon's good too, man. Yeah. You know? Um, it might be a bunch of satellites and it's one-sided, but... Hey, whatever works. You're going to land <laughs> on something. a great exploration. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It might be made of cheese. Yeah, right? Yeah. It might be made... And the, the plot twist. Yeah, yeah, and the plot twist. The twins. synchronicities are Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, dude, I'm just... Uh, I'm stoked to, you know, to be able to, like, just get the opportunity to hang out with you today and, you awesome. know, just have you come out from from uh utah yeah and- so we're we're podcasting in a car right now uh he's driving we're, we're driving on the 405 uh from lax i'm headed where i'm headed to santa barbara um so let's yeah. be real you're headed to lompoc lompoc <laughs> lompoc california no we'll be we'll santa be, barbara we'll county do it justice lompoc poke town yeah, the 805. The 805. That Justin and I grew up together. We went to middle school, high school, um, and we we. I, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't think that our paths crossed too much in middle school mm-hmm. and high school. We definitely knew who high each school other for were. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but we we were on our own paths. But yeah, um, a couple years ago, part. our paths crossed, and and uh, I would say Justin has definitely became one of my one of my best friends as well, and. Um, you know, what he's doing is actually kind of coinciding with what I'm doing. Um, you know, I'm obviously a skateboard coach or instructor or teacher or mentor. Um, but you know, so that's like the physical side of it. But Justin, uh, you know, there's the nutritional side. He's obviously got the physical side dialed in. Um, you know, 22 son, 22. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but you know, so like understanding the nutrition and teaching kids like, uh, not just static uh, workouts, but dynamic workouts and understanding that uh, dynamic stretching should happen before static stretching because if you just go straight to like bend down, touch your toes, all right, stretch your arm, like you're actually increasing the opportunity of micro tears in your muscle, which are good, but when you're working out, but then also 
they're doing dynamic stretching, which is like getting the heart rate elevated, moving that blood around because when that micro tear happens, you want blood there. You want those white blood cells there because if they are not there, that micro tear becomes a larger tear and it can create uh, injury that we're trying to fight against. And in skateboarding, injuries are so common. But when you begin to eat right and treat your body right and treat yourself like a professional athlete, that skateboards. To tie this all in, I was thinking about that. It's not just to be the water. It's to be the best source water, to be that water with minerals, to be that ocean water, to be a healthy, clean water. Don't be a polluted cup of water that's sitting at the fucking bottom of a petri dish. Shout out Redmond's Ancient (laughs) Sea Salt for making us some salty bitches. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what are three things that you'd like to give to my audience as tips uh, for success? Ooh, three things, tips for success. Preparation, persistence, and passion. Awesome. Well, this has been a great podcast. Um, I'll, well, I'll definitely have them back on, and we'll get into a little more, uh, a few more aliens, aliens, <laughs> uh, Pornhub, the combination of the two. Uh, and astrophysics, all all the above. Ooh, astrophysics. So one more time, what are your three? Passion is three. Persistence and preparation. Preparation. Sorry, I sent them backwards. That's all good. That's how I remembered them. Get his merge wicks up. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think it was the P's. It was like the three P's. Exactly. But yeah, Um, yeah, freaking. I, it's been an awesome uh, experience doing this. This is my first podcast. Hell by yeah, the way. dude! Yeah, so <laughs> we're breaking. I, I'm like sweating bullets, man. <laughs> no. Like my, I'm wearing a, I'm wear, I don't know why I'm wearing a sweatshirt in LA yeah. when it's 73 degrees. Yeah, outside. it's okay. I'm wearing uh, insulated snow boots right now too because we haven't. Changed oh, you them. are wearing what the yeah. hell? The, but they're minimal, dude. They're ninja boots. Well, let's just be fair. Like, let's be fair and make sure everybody knows. He just flew from Salt Lake City yeah, where exactly. it was snowing. Yeah, it was, and uh, it was 14 degrees today <laughs> yeah one of the engines on the plane wasn't warmed up yeah, so they exactly. had to wait a little bit but yeah. uh i'm stoked you made it out here and i wish you well on your thanks, trip thanks and i being... definitely look forward to maybe spending some time with you yeah, out definitely. in salt lake city on the yeah, next podcast 100 and, and yeah you'll be able to come chill at our pad and do all the fun stuff out there i um and also I thank you for, to it. for being my first uh joint podcaster on my podcast as well what Um, yeah thanks man all right brother thanks let me uh shout out my social media if you guys want to check me out i'll put instagram it's at robbie hargreaves and i don't have a twitter or tiktok in the show link or in the uh oh you'll put it i'll I'll put the yeah the description i'll put that and how to find you and get um lessons from you on braille okay cool yeah braille skateboarding.com at Robbie Hargreaves on Instagram. I'll just say at social media because maybe yeah. I'll start some more social media accounts in the future. And then your buddy Andy is is it authentic? At, at, at authentic Andy, Andy Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. And then also at NKA. All right. And I'll put that all in the show notes for us. Awesome. Thanks everybody for listening. Justin, thanks for having me. Um, in my own car on uh, on your podcast. This has been great. Yeah. Well, everybody have a wonderful life and uh, enjoy every present moment the best way possible by being present. Have Stay great- stoked. Yee!